Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. It's been a bad week, really has been a bad week. Um, I'm joined as normal by Mark from Stuttgart. Hi. Have you ever been, Jamie? Yeah. I've never been stuck, though. I've never been stuck, though, but it's your nickname. <laughs> uh, right, so we'll go into probably one of the worst weeks we could have imagined after Charlton. What a turnaround in a week. Yeah, um, I mean, the Preston game, I, I have to say, I mean, a lot of people were blaming the squad, but I have to say I thought Preston were a decent side. They were a very good side, good, yeah. good at the ball, always felt comfortable. And I thought, first, I don't know, 20 minutes, I thought, we were, we were we were okay. We were strong in the game. We were controlling the way we were moving. We, we but then as soon as you started seeing Preston pass the ball around and their players could slot into positions where where they needed to when players were caught or yeah. lost in position. And, you, and you, then when you look at it, you can see why they we're, are where they are. And we're miles away from that, <laughs> yeah. and you can see that within, like I say, half an hour of the game. Uh-huh. Both goals, I think, were. The first one's bad defending. Both of them are really. I mean, the first yeah. goal, you know, it was slotted home quite easily. Yet yeah, it was a off our teams on that on that left hand post. It still finds its way in. I know. Yeah, there was four people around the man, and he still got it knocked down. And he just jumped at it and put it away. It was a good chance, a good finish. The thing is, I always thought in the first the first half, I think Preston sort of let us come on to him for the first 20-25 minutes I think they're just testing us out to see where yeah, attacking threat is do, yeah. and it, when you saw Tyrus Campbell off that shot you know beat that man then have a go of his left foot goalkeeper good save really Fact, well first off I mean I remember when we went down to the concourse everyone was saying we couldn't hit this yeah, we, yeah. we'd done alright first off I thought it was only going to be one game goal I thought it was going to be yeah, whoever scores that goal wins the game off because we were both quite tight defensively we win bad at that time I thought no. we were okay Tommy Smith again it's like Jekyll and Hyde with Tommy Smith I don't yeah. I don't. it's one player that turns up now and again but I think Bruno's a bit guilty of that now as well after yeah. two games I mean, miss. I mean the, the two goals there's no excuses really poor defending and you can't do the same what, that's what surprises me the most just lately is since when O'Neill come in Whenever the opposition scored, his heads never used to drop very much. We'd go again. Mm. It happened at Huddersfield. It, it happened at a few places where they scored and we scored after. And it was like we'd gone back six months. As soon as they scored the first goal, we just fell apart. We yeah. barely touched the ball for it. There was a point where I thought we could end up getting a, a kick in here. Mm. And, and, and you just it reminded think, me of Derby. Very much reminded me of Derby. Yeah, that's fell. I mean, we've got a question here now: Is Tommy Smith the most up and down right back in the league? Because he was brilliant against Charlton. Absolutely brilliant against Charlton. Imminence overlapping each other, getting back and doing the job. But I keep saying it, and keep saying it. The fact is that we can't cope with pace. That team cannot cope. It's all right when yeah. we play against Charlton because they weren't very quick. They weren't very, you know, attacking in the upper ends of the areas. Yeah. But against Preston, as soon as that Daryl Johnson and the other side following the right were running at our players, they just couldn't cope with it. Do you not? Do you not think a little bit as well? Like, um, if we'd have been mid-table and you got Preston midweek, they're doing well. They're in the playoffs. If you're an half decent size, you'd probably go, we'll take a draw here, even a two. Well, I would have taken a draw. And the thing is, the mentality when you're fourth bottom is you've got to win the game. And the thing is, it's if you look at all the results after the Charlton game, 
Charlton went Forest and, and beat them and they just beat Leeds Forest has yeah, and yeah. you just look at it and think that's how competitive this league is but I just think when you're screaming for points you can be a little bit guilty of getting forward and getting caught on the break and stuff like that and the thing is you watch Preston they're a great passing team of the ball and they're so organised and it, I mean you've mentioned it on this pod so many times about Pearson but I, 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 he's brilliant he was absolutely brilliant on the day and, and the thing is when you look at somebody of that quality at Preston you think why, is, why aren't Stoke going for that sort of quality well we decided to get um, Sam Lucas in no Ryan Woods, Ryan Woods over yeah. Ben Pearson because he's £3 million cheaper apparently well that's that just comes back down to our mate Tony doesn't yeah, it yeah our mate Tony Scholes who's getting a battering yeah, today. <laughs> yeah, he's getting a battering today. Yeah. Especially with his comments about Tyrus Campbell, we weren't that bothered about keeping him, it was all on Michael O'Neill. Well if he doesn't see that lad's a, a talent then what's he doing in, in that job? Club, what's yeah. he doing in that job? Yeah. Uh, Which makes me wonder how many other players have slipped through the net or come through the academy and we've let go. Well that's it, I mean you've got to think look at the people we spent money on, nine million on Vokes, fifteen million on Benicophobi, uh well, fifteen million on Berrini, yeah, and then a youngster that costs us a million is the better of the lot. I mean, I had to laugh yesterday on praise and grumble because um, the caller rang in and said that uh, Vokes was like someone dragging a caravan round to the top and, of the pitch. And I could understand it. Too, <laughs> like, I could completely understand it. Well, I've said it for weeks. I mean, I've, I've been, I've, I've, right from the beginning, I've been saying he's a good finisher. He is. He is a good finisher. But from this season, when he's, you could see he's, he's lost weight, his fitness had improved a bit. But he's, he's nowhere near. He's nowhere near. He's, he's completely done at this level. He's done at this level. Yeah. Or if he went to Luton somewhere where they could afford to. Have, I mean, Sam Mooks is all right, have. If you've got whippy quick wingers that can throw balls in left, right, and centre, Sam Mooks becomes a useful player because we know he can finish. But when you've got no pace on, on its off wing. the ball, it's it, 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 just. Finished. He was better when he was fat. This <laughs> <laughs> could hold the ball on <laughs> Yeah, we've had a quest- question here about Sam Vokes. Is Sam, is Sam Vokes the slowest man in English football? I think he'd struggle getting a League One side. From his recent performances, I can't argue with that really. <laughs> the thing is, you look at other. You, when you watch other football at lower level, you think he'd struggle. Because the thing is, these younger, le- these, these lower levels, a lot of them are loanies from the Premier League and they quick and they, they pacey and you just think well you get mullet you would like to a league too well that's it yeah right so we'll talk about the dreaded QPR game now well f- I mean I don't know why people would try and blame the weather <laughs> if, that, if that's what we've come to now they would blame the, the well, wind the, the wind had a good Keith or whatever his well, name or Kiara one of them <laughs> that was last week wasn't it? Uh, that one of them was causing me <laughs> But the thing is, when you look at that game, we started off so well. We looked yeah. comfortable in the game. We were passing the ball around quite confidently. Was we were moving the ball. Nick Powell was moving forward and getting in the right places. Campbell was overlapping. Two Ips good goals as well. Two good goals. Sam Lucas's finish. It wasn't just the way he took it. It was the way he moved past two players it's and the it in the bottom yeah. corner. Fantastic finish from Sam Lucas. Can't knock him at all. Yeah. And then Tyrese Campbell, you know, he looked as if he had literally nothing on and found the bottom corner. Yeah. Well, yeah. And literally looks at Tony Scholes <coughs> and going, "You don't want, you don't think can't yeah. wait for contract." Should have took his shirt off <laughs> and put his muscles up. <laughs> I'm that. not with. <laughs> but it, then it was the the tale of typical Stoke again. Yeah. I mean, another thing I've noticed after watching the last couple of games: can Danny back pass <coughs> the ball forward? 
I still, I still don't know. I mean, when you look at Danny Blatt at, at West Brom, he was like a man mountain. But ever since, that's that was it. He had one game. West Brom. Yeah, West Brom. Danny Blatt. Yeah. When was it West Brom? No, when he when we played West Brom. Oh, uh, when we played West Brom. Yeah, when uh, we played West Brom. When he played for West Brom. <laughs> I think it is his former club, I'm sure it is. From I, I know he's at Wolves, won't he? Well, that's what it'll be then, won't it, the rivalry? Mm. But the thing is, I, I, I don't know, I, I still don't rate him, I'm still unsure about him. I, I just thought he'd kick on after that West Brom game. I thought, you've had a so, game of your life, now go and go again. He's so last minute though. I know mean, <laughs> I mean, it's now at Derby when, when a, a ball was moving forward, he was just diving in like it was the last thing he could do yeah, yeah. and fair enough there's sometimes where it's last ditch and you're trying to get your body in but this is when he's got yards he's yeah. got room to run but he's diving in and, and the player's getting the ball ahead of him trouble is though we brought James Chester in to improve the defence yeah, yeah, we're, we're looking worse now since James yeah. Chester's come in they're all I mean we'll go into the the first goal fair enough it was it was moved well and because I'll be honest with you, with you, QPR's forward line is out of this world for me. It's too good for well, this. Well, I mean, I've, I've talked about with you before about that Ezo who plays up front. I think he's quality. I, I just, I just think we look so disorganised when, whenever we lose the ball, we you just think, you, you know, if the ball gets in the box, we're just not going to get rid of it. Every goal's sloppy. Even the Butland one, all right, fair enough. You can't do anything about it. He hits it straight back into play, but I don't know. It, it's just as if, as soon as they score, his heads fell apart again. And the thing is, all right, fair enough. The conditions weren't great for either set of players, but yeah, we can't, you know, we can't, you can't, you can't, you can't blame conditions, conditions for that yeah. because we're, let's be honest, we were two 0 up for large periods of the game. You've got to learn how to defend that that lead, haven't you? It's, but the thing is, what's annoying is that Hugel, ex Vale man as well, Hugel. He uh, was basically running his right. Yeah. As soon as he kicked in, we couldn't cope. No. And uh, the thing is, though, he scored in the 34th minute, and same against Derby. Well, I think it was the same against Derby. Four minutes later, we equalised. It's level yeah. on the 38th minute. So we haven't even got into half time at this point. Yeah. With controlling the game, which is get goes down to the players. Yeah. They've had a way that works because we know it's worked because they were two 0 up. Two 0 up, yeah. They were two 0 up after the thirty fourth minute, but literally, literally as soon as they kicked off, they went down the end and, and pulled it back to two one. Yeah, and it, it, you can't defend that. Like you keep it steady, you keep it moved, you you use your game management. Yeah, but the problem with these players, they cannot cope with any pace, quality and pace. They literally fall apart. Well, it's the same thing that goes back to like if you get two 0 lead away from home, if you're not going to try and keep hold of the ball, you've got to frustrate. You've got to frustrate them. You've got to make them think that they're running out of ideas. Yeah. And the thing is, we're still playing this open, expansive football. And the thing is, we haven't got the defence to do it. Well, it, it's not just the, the way that they're playing. It's like the ball kept going back to Danny Bart. And you're thinking, right, put a good ball up or pass it there, pass it there. He's just passing back to the goalkeeper, putting us under even more pressure. pressure yeah. QPR are breaking forward, Butland puts a long ball up, nod down, pass, they're away it's again. Back again, back again. I mean, the ease goal, I'm sorry, was embarrassing. It was yeah. literally bang, bang, back goal, 2-2, yeah. two, two, there we go. Managed to get in at half-time, but I think they had a chance just before half-time where they could have taken the lead yeah. in one-off. So 2-0 down yeah. to 3-2 three, three, two, and one-off. Yeah. But then again, you're looking at the second half, 71st minute, Asai Samuel 
Samuel, whatever his name is. Samuel, Samuel. yeah. Scores in the 71st minute. The lad's only 19, 20. He's a young, unheard of lad. He's a youngster that's come through their academy. Yeah. And again, though, it's just such sloppy defending. Martin's Indy kept getting caught every time. And the problem is, I don't mind Indy as a left back, but you have to choose the games because yeah. he hasn't got the pace. He hasn't got the pace. No. And the problem is when you've got Danny Batts and you've got Tommy Smith, who aren't the youngest either, and haven't really got the pace. The thing is with, with, with Indy, he's that sort of player as well where if you were winning and it was, say, it was tight 2-1 or something at home, you could bring Indy on as a five yeah. with a left-back. So you've got three centre-halves and then a left-back. Because at the end of the day, Indy is... A, I, th I do think Indy's a good defender. But at left-back, he's going to get found out against some wingers. Oh, in, this league, in, pl in plenty of squads especially with their, their, their players the, the, the kids they're all young lads yeah. that just flew round it's like we weren't there and then in the 90th minute sloppy defending probably, and, and how he gets that goal in I don't know no. literally ran it down boof have that no, no, <laughs> no messing about you're looking at it going oh my god you're horrendous and if, but the thing is what annoys me is that you look at QPR's team it's littered with young lads because they've got no money and then you look at ours, it's built of massive experienced players, players that have played over two, three hundred games in their careers, yeah. and they can't cope with playing professional football. You have to look at the players on this. Yeah. There's no point us sitting here going, well, the manager's at fault for this. And you can't be at fault for it because you were 2-0 up. Well, it comes back to what we've said before, doesn't it, that it seems like every man who walks through the door instantly finds this <coughs> negative atmosphere at the club because... The reality is, you're looking at players and then you'll sort of see it on, I don't know, social media or whatever, saying this player, that player, X, Y and Z's coming and you go, well he's a decent professional, he's played this amount of games and he's mm. and he's done well wherever he's been. As soon as he puts a shirt on, it's like cursed. Mm. It is, that's how it feels to me. Because I I Chester's got a good record at Villa, at championship <laughs> level. Yeah, he has, he's, he's a good player on, on paper for the thing, but, but when you look at all these other sides, we're playing a left. We're playing a centre back at left back. Tommy Smith was out of form. The, all these players were out of form. We're expecting these managers to come in and turn that form round. Yeah. And it isn't as easy as that. No, no. You need players that can. Like, look at Tyrese Campbell. He's the perfect example. Young lad, raring go. I want to make a name for myself. He's our best striker now. He's our best player. Yeah, yes, yeah. He's well yeah. old is he now? Twenty, twenty one. Yeah. He's, he's a young lad. Won't surprise me if he won Player of the Year. Well, probably, well, I think that's going to go to Lucas in my opinion, but. Another thing is... He'll be up there once he's been in that top three. Well, yeah, he's going to yeah. be up there. I mean, we've got a question here. Would, did Jordan Thompson fill, fill James McLean's boots well? <laughs> well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, another player that... I, I just I've, That's his first start, and I just didn't rate him at all. No. Looked out of his depth. Didn't look anywhere near good enough to play on that left side. And I know I know it's not his position from what I'm hearing, but he has played a lot of football on that left side. Comes back to what we've said before, though, about like when Pulis used to bring problem players in. A lot of the times when he brought these problems in, he was still reasonably young. So like Arnie was a problem player when he came, mm. but he had time on his side. He had time yeah, to get ready for once. Exactly. So he was just outside his prime. So. The thing is, you've got time to turn that play around. People like Vokes and that, they ain't going to change the way they, they play. Well, I said that a while ago, and when, when was it now? I think it was when we were in the bottom three at that point, and I said, the problem is with these players like Sam Vokes, if he isn't going to work now, he never will. He never will, no. doesn't matter how many managers you bring in. If he, if, yeah. he ain't ready, if he isn't ready, which he isn't, 
he's out of his depth and when you're bringing yeah. him on you can see he's out of his depth he's, he's done as a top flight level player yeah. he's not going to score 20 goals he hasn't got it in him no. he'd struggle to get 10 to yeah. be honest yeah. the thing is with Campbell he has because he's young he's, he, he always, he's always willing to run down those channels because we've got nobody there Yeah. so but the fact is that we're a million miles away people keep talking about promotion and trying to get back in the Premier League we're millions of miles yeah. away yeah. Like, especially with the noise especially with the noise coming out of the club that we could be, get, could be getting hit hard with financial fair play and, and being in real trouble yeah which I don't know much about but you read the article or something. well I mean I think it just comes back to obviously the Premier League again isn't it because it's looking like um, the people who are in charge of this financial fair play uh, delving not just recently they're going as far back as six years mm. um, and they, they, they're picking out what sponsorship money you're getting what revenue you're getting what money outside money you're getting in they, they're going through everybody with a fine tip comb because I think there's been a lot of things going on where things have been brushed under the carpet and it's at the end of the day the laws are there whether you like them or not aren't they and you've got yeah. to abide by them and the thing is we've seen plenty of other clubs spend too much money and it's fallen apart and we've spent some money on rubbish we really have oh, yeah, we, we, the thing is you look at Portsmouth years ago when they spent the money they didn't spend it on rubbish they bought Deferwin and Crouchin and Cranchior and everybody else they spent it but they couldn't afford to actually outlay it yeah, we've brought the likes of Bimmer in and do you know and Buller and you think you sit there and tell your kids in 20 years and they go yeah but look at his record Dad. Uh, do you know what I mean and you're looking at these players going at what financial point is, is an owner would you look at these players come in and going why well that's that's why the biggest thing that annoys me about that these players have come in but the club isn't changing anything in the upstairs areas to help fix these problems mm. yeah they brought that chapel in who I think went with Nathan Jones so we need, I don't know what's really going on upstairs at the moment but Tony Scholes is still there and all this happened under his under his guidance Yeah. but he's still in the job, still in the job. and they're still protecting him yeah. like like he's some valuably important yeah. member but the thing is it's he's like let mentality, isn't it? If a, if a copper gets a whack all the police will stick up for him even if he, he started it or whatever yeah, yeah. it is like a, a siege mentality a little bit and you just think well the thing is, the fans aren't stupid. They sit there and see week in, week out. Now, don't get me wrong, all Stoke fans have got a different opinion on things, but at the same time, he's got to start standing up and going, well, it, we're going gradually worse all the time. Yeah, fair enough, O'Neill's come in, and I think what he's done is, he has improved the confidence in the squad when he first come in, yeah. and we started picking up results, and... We do look more likely to score, give him that. I mean, yeah, under, you, under Jones, we, I just thought we'd never score. Under, under, <laughs> under Jones, we were dead. We, we were going down yeah. underneath from Jones, as simple as that. But it's a question again, isn't it, where we've gone from, before the Preston game, looking at it, saying, well, if we win tonight, we can go up three places, and we're well clear of the relegation zone to now, with three points off the drop again. Yeah, and with everyone else picking up points in the last two games, yeah. I am starting to get a little bit worried again now, yeah. because we're dropping well down the form table where we were feared but then this confidence has dropped and it's dropped since James Chester's come in we seem, we seem to have dropped away again yeah and sailed off I mean I just I, I don't see where we're going from this from this now to be honest I've got no I, I mean coming to do the pod tonight I mean we've tried we've tried in the past be positive on bad days but looking at the the way we've performed in the last two games I mean you can't 
you really can't sort of be in it positive there's no positive to well, take we've conceded six goals in two games um yes we scored two and because the only real positives that have come out this season for me like real positives are sam lucas and Tyrus campbell because campbell's come out nowhere because his record moment's actually very good yeah in front of goal so there is positives to come out but the positives we're really going to talk about which we're going to talk about next and a bit later is the youth academy and the women that's the only good thing coming out of yeah, Stoke at the moment, especially football-wise. Um, I mean, the ladies today have won down at MK Dons. Yeah, semi-final of the Carabao Cup, and the League Cup, the English Women's League Cup. It's a WNL Cup final we've reached. Um, Come on, the girls! Yeah, Abby Hunt and Ollie Gibson with a goal. I mean, the free kick is... Yeah, if you look on if the... You, if, you have a look, if people have a look online... Well, I've put that on the pots page so everyone yeah. can have a look at that. It's an absolute pearl of a free it's, kick. It's a great is. free kick. Um, and, like I say, the girls, we've said it all season, haven't we? have just been flying to the flag been brilliant, the way we know. It is the real shine at the moment, because Chloe Jones is, is building something special there. And I mean, who have we got in the final? Do we know who we've got in the final? Is another gameplay? Uh, there's nothing been said about who we've got. Um, I'll keep I'll keep my eyes peeled for it. But um, like I say, I mean, the, the, not just the players on the men's side, but the management should be looking at the women and going, what what's what's going? What, is the mentality right? Morale? Everything? Everything that's wrong with the men? Yeah. is right with the women. How everything's right? The yeah. matching everyone. I mean, the the development side and the reserve side of they're always smashing everyone yeah. I mean, one week it was like 10 10 4 reserves are like well it's been a steady win we won 6 now then like, like these girls are looking in and going how could I get in the first team but yeah. the first team are winning that's why they can't break but through. don't you think that's like so now the women's first team if you're looking through the academy they've got girls to come in for the next 10 years yeah, yeah. So as one leaves, another one comes straight yeah, back in. Just we lost our best player, Laura lost striker last year to the American Development Squad. I can't remember her name, but she moved on to the American leagues. But is that not good for for Stokes' sort of name for the women's side? Well, way? I think Stokes should be close to the WSL now. Really, I mean, for how well they're playing and how well they're doing, they can't. I mean, they've got into a cup final this time as well. They've still got to start treating them better, though, mate. Well, they have got to start treating still them better. Still playing last season. I mean, last season's kit. And still having to, you know, get full-time jobs and work everywhere all the time. And, and yeah. I, I still understand they've got to get jobs because it is like you know, be a non-league team to an extent, yeah, yeah. but they still should be getting more support. It, it is a bit of a joke, really. But the reality is, though, mate, you're sitting here now saying, well, go watch the, the... I mean, I know some people say to me, oh, well, the quality and blah, 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 but the thing is, a lot of Stokies are spending a lot of money to go Stoke games at home and away, thousands of pounds every season, yeah. to watch them lose. Yeah. Whereas the women... They're winning every week. Winning every week. And most so. of it's free or cheap, so. yeah. I think the most you pay is £10. So I'm surprised people haven't started turning to the women for a bit. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't understand, but it is, it is the main men's game mainly, isn't it? but it's great to see what the women are doing. And uh, we've got another final reach as well, haven't we? With, yeah, uh, we have, the under-19s. The under-19s have turned up and got us, got us a bit of something to be proud of this year. Well, season. it's all man, isn't it? Sanko again. Um, you need to start getting on the bench, he does. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's it's quite it's quite crazy, really. How many goals he scores and doesn't get on the side? I know he doesn't get on the bench. It's ridiculous. When you've got um, Sam Bokes and Lee Gregory, and you've got this lad who can't stop it in the back of the net, and yeah, I mean, it, 
You got I mean, Chelsea were favourites in that as well because Chelsea have always got a good development well, team. Well, they have got a good young well. I mean, look at that youth team, yeah. yeah. They won the league four years on the bounce as well, didn't they? Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's another good thing for the for the club. Um, but these kids, uh, I mean, it's like Sanko. It scores, it scores one or two every week. Well, I've got a question on Sanko here. Um, is he ready for the first team? Should he be on the bench? Yeah. Yeah, he should be on the bench. <laughs> yeah. The way he's putting goals away, yeah, he should be on the bench. Yeah, the problem is, folks couldn't get in the reserve team. I know, yeah, he can't get in the reserve team. <laughs> well, he can't anyway, but he, he, he's struggling at reserve level, so. Is he allowed to have three? You'll have three, three or four teams, in, yeah, yeah. I remember Charlie Adam pretty much played for the reserves yeah, last game. Because Juve's pl- well. played this week. Yeah. For him. Um, does. And I mean I I got asked the question on Saturday, do you think Juve might drop back into the team because of the injuries? Yeah. Well we'll talk about the injuries actually this this week uh, against Derby. Uh, we had the injury Derby. to <laughs> Derby. Preston. <laughs> <laughs> Preston and Derby confused because the same kit, it's all right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Valinder had his injury. He out for the rest of the season. I hope so he gets better. Is, isn't it, on the I know, I know he's, he's come back from Bolton. His confidence is growing. He's slowly getting into the team, making a bit of a name for himself. And then he gets uh, a serious injury. Well, like hopefully that. it'll just make him stronger, won't it, when he comes back? Hopefully so, yeah. The thing I mean, is, when, you, when you're that sort of player as well, if you watched him against Preston when he come on, he was running at the back four, he's got a trick, he, he'll, he'll take players to the line. When you're that sort of player, you get kicked. You do yeah. when you're quick. Then your injuries, people kick you. Yeah. Michael Owen, the prime example. At the end of the day, a lot of his injuries come through the fact that he was so quick. Yeah, he had to boot him. Had to boot him for taking him down, and and I think sometimes you have to toughen up big time because Ronaldo did. Ronaldo had to toughen up because he got kicked off. Because of Wilco. Wilco destroyed him. <laughs> Wilco made him go right. I better toughen up. <laughs> better start getting in on that gym and on the and on the protein. Yeah. Can you do it down a cold night in Stoke? Not yet. You <laughs> <laughs> couldn't. But he. Keep on trade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say is wish him good luck and I hope he gets back on his feet and gets himself back to the way Fire he was for next season. Yeah. And he, another injury though as well is James McLean. He will be out for now six weeks. It was seven then. Once he's. Yeah. I mean the thing is we will we will miss him. I mean. He, I think we did miss him on Saturday to be honest. Yeah. He is probably the one person who will. <sighs> sort of drags the team kicking and screaming he's, he's a dog games. fighter isn't he yeah, to be yeah. fair he's, he's improvements under Michael O'Neill is just there to be seen everyone's yeah. clear to see how good he's been he's been putting chances away he's been creating them and we all know he's got a dodgy left foot at times where his balls always hit the first man yeah. or go too far but the thing is he's a lot of stick can't he since he comes to Oak and the thing is I think O'Neill's arm around the shoulders helped him a lot mm, I so think he's had a few to be fair Michael yeah He's he's helping a lot in a bad bunch, isn't he? That's yeah. the reality. Yeah. I still think a lot will come down to what we spoke to about before about wages. I mean, the thing is, these lads are coming in, and there's some lads on now big money, aren't they? Still, yeah, yeah. And I still think it will upset people. Upsets the apple cart a bit. I do. But I just think when it's all on a level playing field. So you look at like QPR. Mm. All them kids will be on roughly the yeah, same amount of money. Same money still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's always that animosity. You see it. You see it at my place. Electricians come on sides. Everyone's always winding them up. Hey, up he's here in his stone island coat. He's not bothered about getting it dirty because he's an electrician on loads of money. He's had more than us. Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't matter in what walk alive. There's always that little 
better tension even there. Yeah, when they make a mistake, yeah. it's like four times bigger than your mistake. He's like, oh, all yeah. the money you're on, you can't. Yeah. I'll only have you fifty pound an hour. That's what I mean. It, it does have an effect. Yeah, it does. It, the thing is, you've seen it in daily life. I mean, to me, the people at the top at Stoke should be seeing that and going, maybe we should try and move him on. Or mm. do you know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Joe Allen has improved a lot under O'Neill. He has. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, but. I still think there'll be some players who are a bit a bit of animosity there between I think there will be, you're always gonna get animosity because I mean especially the first season we came down when two players in Joe Allen and Bauer were singled out to be on a lot more than everyone else. Everyone else got a pay deduction but they were put back on Premier League yeah. money. And he and barely it, kept the ball Bauer. Well Bauer hasn't, hasn't really, he's on loan at Celtic and apparently they're trying to give him back. So yeah. So showing you that it's another one of those players. With you might not be that. I think they've got the quality. We all know that Bowers got the quality. The problem is he just hasn't got the attitude for. Trouble is though, he's gone Celtic because Neil Lennon's still in charge. Yeah, Neil Lennon's at Celtic. He won't pull up with his attitude. That's why he's probably not playing. He's only played four or five times. Like I say, if you've got a bad attitude, he's another one who will just say, "No, I'm not interested." And not really his biggest fan, but I, I sort of. He's an old-fashioned manager in a sense, isn't he, Lennon? So yeah, it doesn't mess about. No. Right, so we've had a lot of big news this week about Manchester City, which we're going to have to cover. I know it's not Stoke-related, but it kind of is because of financial fair play. But it's um, big news, mate. It's it is big news. They've yeah. been banned from the Champions League for two years, and there's a chance that they could be dropped to League Two and play Vail next season. <laughs> I can't see it happening. Well, it happened in the ski. Happened in the SPL. Rangers were put right down to the dungeons of Scottish football. <laughs> the problem is the press. The press monkeys have been out, aren't they? Writing all sorts of stuff, saying they, they might have the trophy taken off them in 2014, and um, they might be deducted points this season. And and you just think it's all a bit hearsay. And at the end of the day, I think a two-year ban on. Europe is a bad punishment for them, really. It well, it's really a big is. punishment. Two years out of the Champions League, it has big effects on the sponsorship. It has a big effect on the income that the club makes at the time because players, the players will be happy. Pep Guardiola be tempted now for another move. Well, it's talking about Juventus, and the thing is, you look at a lot. I mean, there's, I mean, they're losing a few anyway. Silver's going and stuff, but yeah. he likes to steal. He knew. Let's face it, is is good enough player getting a lot of sides. He, well, another thing is that. that I've seen about it is it's weird how Manchester City getting targeted on this when Barcelona and Real Madrid have done the same thing yeah. there's some real dodgy acts going on Barcelona and Real Madrid but for some reason they're singling out City because they're, they're sort of new boys to the what European league what's the deal league. with Chelsea because they've had a transfer ban haven't they well they had a transfer embargo because it was it, again it's, it's very this financial fair play seems to be one rule for one and different for yeah. others and but I think is that because City are new boys to this new European elite, are they being singled out right and punish them because they're the littlest of the group? Trouble is though, I mean I read this morning that it's down to um, claiming they had less sponsorship money than they actually did have. Mm. So when it's gone through the books, which it will do. Well they're sponsored by the owners, aren't they? All the sponsors yeah. into Stoke into But there'll be all the will be there'll be third party sponsorships and Oh yeah, there the always club. will be, yeah, it's like Samsung at yeah. Chelsea saying we only had four million when they had ten yeah. or, or whatever. And the thing is, it might sound like small fry to them, but the fines I mean they've been fined is it twenty four point nine million or something in English yeah. money? Yeah. Um I mean, it's a big fine, isn't it? I mean, yeah, whatever it is, it's serious, isn't it? It's not, 
Not, they're not crowing over 10 quid, are they? Yeah, well, I mean, that's nothing to that kind of club, though, no. to them side of room. There's the multi billionaires, are they? Yeah, it's it's just get it out the back of the car. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just check down the seats. <laughs> Where's the Royals? Have a look down there now. Yeah, I, I, I just think there's, there's there's something seriously gone wrong somewhere. Mm. Um, and I suppose we sit here thinking, hoping that Stoke don't have, a, have something similar doing to them. I know obviously we wouldn't get banned out of Europe, but um, you just you, you've got to feel for the fans a bit, really, because I mean. It's them who suffer in the long run. It's like Guardiola, he expects the club to run the legal way, the proper way, yeah, so he can do his job to the best of his ability. But to be fair, I don't really give monkeys about their fans because they cost me my dream of the FA Cup fans. Yeah. So, balls to So, so <laughs> City, way! Get him in Leeds. Get him in Leeds and with Vale. Go on. <laughs> Let's see fucking Nicky Law there. Yeah, I think United fans have probably been jumping around all weekend. They're, they're very happy, yes, Man United. I think Liverpool will if they get that title as well. Well, I have to mention them briefly, but. <laughs> I saw an article yesterday saying um, that Man United fans have, have signed a petition for the that QE2, you know, the super train or whatever it is, yeah. so that they can get from London to Manchester oh. a lot quicker. It's just embarrassing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Especially when you, when you go to Man, 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 Old Trafford and there's more foreigners there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So... Uh, I mean, the other, the other bit of news this week, really, is uh, a sad one, isn't it? It's about Caroline Flack. Yeah, it's uh, it's something we all, well, especially I know a lot about with mental illness and being the person who suffers from a uh, social anxiety disorder myself, it's it's something that really needs to be talked about. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of an- animosity towards the Sun paper again, aren't they? Yeah. Saying that they'd uh, wrote a lot of lies and a lot of... Uh, bad stories about Caroline but um, again it, it seems one rule for one and one rule for another because I mean there's been other celebrities who've done worse things and seem to have gone off lightly with it a little yeah, bit so uh, Dec, Declan whatever yeah, his name is one of them Ant's I don't know which one it is but yeah. <laughs> you know what it seemed, it seemed as if he, he had a problem and everyone was right behind him but this, this is sometimes the thing about mental illness because you can't see you, 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 you attack and you, but you don't know what that person's going through at the time you, you don't know why the arguments were raring yeah, all I don't think she deserved the sack Really? Well, well, she stepped down, didn't she? But it's it, it's just that the, the that's through pressure, though, isn't well, it? It's, yeah, that's what I mean. The, the, mm. the horrendous thing is, is that mental health is something that people need to talk about more. They need to be talking about it so that people can feel comfortable to come out of the shell. Yeah. And the thing of it is, it's just talking to people. If yeah. you're suffering yourself, never just do it alone. Go out and talk to somebody. Yeah. Ring it, ring a friend, or ring your parents and have a chat and and try get get it get it out because. If you don't, all you're doing is just suffocating yourself, yeah. really, and it gets you nowhere. Life's tough enough as it is, isn't it, without having problems as well? Especially with having mental illness on top, because it, it, your brain isn't... Well, you still try and focus on what you've got to do all week. Yeah. I'm trying to deal with that as well at the same yeah. time. So it's, it's sad news, so that's really. A sad, that is a sad one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm hoping uh, we can have a better, <laughs> better week next Hopefully week. next week will be better, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got Cardiff next week. Uh, big game now. The old enemy. I know. Big game this one now, Cardiff. We've got to try and get get uh, three points here now. Is, uh, everyone's winning down the bottom, aren't they? So we need to That's what I mean. We've got to start yeah. picking up points again now. It's become that desperate because of two bad results like this. 
and well three bad results out of, out of four now it does come down to we have to get a response now for, for uh, Cardiff Aldersfield are two points clear of us again yeah they've sort of opened the gap up again and it, it, we're sort of yo-yoing a little bit and the thing is, what what would you change on the on the on the team? Because there's been a lot of talk this this week about who would you play on the left side. Now I put a poll out with would you have Juf, Jordan Thompson, Julian Ngoy, or put Campbell there and put Vokes up front? But I think we should give Julian Ngoy a go. Yeah, I do. I'd, I'd, I'd give Julian that. Ngoy a go now yeah. and see what he can do on that yeah. left side. Because then you're adding. Two lots of you've got pace all right the way across that, haven't you? Really? Yeah. So you've got Campbell and Goy. Because the problem is with Campbell a little bit when Vokes plays as well. I've noticed when he's told Campbell drop on the wing. Yeah. He's dropping so deep, Campbell. He's not. He's less effective. Yeah. Whereas I just think we already know he can he can hit the target. We know he can hit the target in awkward positions, and he's and he, he'll run at the back four. If Ngoy's on the pitch, you'll never see him drop deep, I don't think. No. He'll no. stay he'll stay up top and that's that. Because the thing is he's running into pockets of space, he's coming down the left, he's coming down the right. I think he could be more effective if we had a bit more pace in that too. Well, we've got another question here about would it be right just to shore up the midfield by bringing Jordan Cousins in for Nick Powell? Well, he, he probably would have been in games like the Preston one. Because the reality is we, we've got to start taking each game as it comes. And the thing is, you're looking at a Preston side who they're organised, doing the playoffs, they've got a good mentality. You just think, I'd have took a scrappy nil-nil against them all day long. Well, I think sometimes when you look at it, it's like we were too offensive at times and we kept getting caught at times. But the problem is with the Preston game, both goals come were scrappy. They were both scrappy yeah. finishes. They were you knocked down and it was the second man who put it away, which comes down to bad defending. But for me, I think that we need to drop Danny Batt and bring Liam Lindsay in as well. I, I, I don't massively rate Liam Lindsay, but the thing is, he's comfortable on the ball. Yeah. And, it, and with Chester, because Chester's that experienced defender that knows what he's Swap doing. Swap it round slightly. So instead of having two old men at the back, why don't we put Lindsay in there with Chester? Yeah. And see having that youthful person there might get it. Because Danny Batt at times... He's like a wooden armchair. Yeah. He, he just swings about like. I watched it against QPR, and every time he got the ball, he was passing it back to Jack Butland or yeah. passing it sideways to yeah. Andy. No, but sometimes I was looking, and Joe Allen was clear, completely free, and a clear and he pass. Still pass but he still wouldn't pass it to him. He was getting backwards to him, yeah. and nearly put nearly got ease in yeah. towards the end of the first half. And you're thinking to yourself, well, if we well, let's give Liam and Jordan Cousins a go and, and just try and at least shored it up and try to get a nil-nil against Cardiff we do need some points more on the board. Yeah, that's what I'd do I mean because if we've got Julian and go in the left Ince on the right Campbell up front we've got the pace up there then that can, yeah. can cope well the thing is at the end of the day there's a lot of these young lads I mean the lad from Spurs there's no harm in giving him a shout as well I'm surprised he ain't on the bench more. was he on the bench Saturday I'm not sure if he was to me. Um, I, I just think you're bringing these lads in I mean I haven't seen anything of Thompson yet, but um, what I saw of what impressed with, I'll be honest. No, um, but the thing is, I just I can't stand Vokes being on the pitch. If all else fails, I'd put I'd put anyone up front. Other than well, I, I don't know what I don't know what's going on with Lee Gregory. I don't know why Lee Gregory's been completely 
Absolutely, yeah. Because the thing is with Lee Gregory, yeah, he's a terrible finisher. Well, he's not terrible, but he's not a good finisher. But he's brilliant at holding the ball up. And when you've got pace like Campbell and you've got pace like Ince, you well, can bring them it, in. Yeah. When we change it second half, I'd more prefer bring Gregory on than Vokes. Now that's what I mean. Yeah. Or Sankow if he's on the bench. We need somebody running at someone. But Sankow's a big lad as well. He I, know, I, I think he, he could be a good little player on the bench. I mean, we've got a question here about Indy. Would you put timing in again against the no. Cardiff? No. And that's an instant no from me. Because no. every single time I've played him, he's been dreadful. I can't, I can't, I can't even, he's been dreadful. Yeah. He, he just doesn't seem to know how to defend when he's a left back. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we give him every hope in the world. Yeah, I was dead excited. I thought, yeah, he's had that loan spell. He's going to come back. He's really going to impress him. But he got absolutely destroyed he got against Tom. Just ran around him like he didn't exist. All the time. He wasn't even at left back. I know. But we've got another question. Would it be worth it putting Tom Edwards back in? Is he, is he fit? I'm not sure what's going on with him, but I, I don't think he's injured. I don't know. Yeah, especially the performance of Smith in the last two games. Like he has been at times, like those two games where we weren't on the bounce. Well, I can't West think who it was. West Brom, who was, who else was it? Um, Swansea. Swansea. Yeah. He was the best player on the pitch, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> he's gone again yeah, this is yeah. what I mean about the big C word consistency and it's yeah. like you're looking at it and you get so frustrated because it's like well how come you aren't putting the same performances as you did before against Derby he was the worst player on the pitch yeah. Tommy Smith Yeah. and then you look at Charlton he played well again you think oh yeah Tommy Smith he is that player we think yeah. but then his performance against Preston he, was, he, he, he just get so overrun all the time what I was saying about Danny Bott West Brom were pinging balls in every two minutes. But every time he come in, he knew Bat was going to get rid of it. That's what I mean. It's, it's, it's so inconsistent. It's just, like I say, I, I just think there's a bad, a bad energy at Stoke at the moment. And mm. I just don't think we can stay up and forget another season. It's two seasons now we need to draw a line. I think it's, it's now. Because I mean, I, I kept having that hope that we'd get sneak in the playoffs and all that but you have to get a run and we haven't got the players to be consistent no. for that run so no. we have to forget that now I think it is just about surviving now but then the worry is next season are we going to buy when we've got no money and finance for fair players well these kids have got to start playing haven't they well for me Julian Green needs to start playing he's, he's 21 now I think he is as well so the fact is that he is for me now let's get start playing him yeah. especially if Valinden and McLean are injured, you might as well put them going in because you never know, he could be a new target. Well, Campbell will only get better, in my opinion. Campbell's only get better now, yeah, because yeah, he's getting comfortable, yeah. his confidence is there. You could see from the QPR game, like, well, he took his chance amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was a great finish because he was, he was very wide, straight in the bottom corner, no yeah. messing. He's a finisher, he is. Yeah. But the thing is, again, is it will we lose him in the summer? Well, obviously, I think if we went down, I think we probably would. I don't think we'll go down. Let's, let's forget that. <laughs> no, no, I can't go through it again. No. <laughs> I, I can't go. I can't. I can't one. live with League One football after no. being in the Premier League for ten years. I, I, we're not Sunderland. No. Well, we we want man in his dog tuning into the podcast. <laughs> League One. <laughs> Here we come. Right, so it is a bit of a sad one. I can only apologise to people. I, I, I've, I've tried to be positive. We've tried bringing in the women because it's the women have done fantastic. The, yeah. the under two 19s have been brilliant. So we've got two cup finals to look forward to. So, like I say, thanks for listening. If you like it, tell your friends about us. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on everything you can find. 
if you want to have your say we've got the group page which is the part so join up and have your say thanks for listening ta all of us